Jesus' name, I want to say, uh, first of all, I want to say, I just want to say how much I appreciate and love the Tree of Life Church. Uh, if you were here this morning, you saw again just how committed this great congregation is to Ready Now and to the prospect of moving forward in Jesus' name. And I thank you, and I'm greatly honored and humbled uh, to be able to, to labor with you and partner with you in doing a work for the kingdom of God. And uh, we just are thankful for all that the Lord is doing. I do want to say, uh, I, want to, I want to tell you that uh, we have received news that the father of Pastor Don Cox of Milford, Ohio, uh, CAC Milford, uh, Brother Ernie Cox, 98 years of age, did go on to be with the Lord. And we want to remember the Cox family in prayer. Uh, this is a wonderful family who have been working for the Lord for many years, and they're out of this church. Amen. And Brother Ernie Cox witnessed to a man years ago in the factory where they worked, told him about the love of God, told him about the truth of God's Word, and as he did, the man heard the Word, he believed the Word, and he obeyed the Word, and he was baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen, under Brother Kurtz. And, uh, and the Lord laid it upon the man's heart who had been converted to the truth. The Lord laid it upon his heart to take the gospel of Jesus Christ to Madagascar. And he did. And when he, when he did, there was, there was no apostolic presence there when he got there. But today there are 250,000 plus people baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost in Madagascar. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it all started with the witness of Brother Ernie Cox. And uh, it tells us exactly the power of a witness, what a witness can do. Never underestimate the power of your witness to somebody about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. We're going to look into the word of the Lord tonight. Revelation chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3 and verse number 11. And uh, if you want to stand, you're certainly welcome to stand for the reading of the word of the Lord. Revelation 3, verses 11 through 13. Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out. I will write upon him the name of my God, the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. I want to concentrate our attention on verse 11. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. And I just want to preach to you a little bit tonight, just speak to you for a few moments on the crown the crown could we go to the Lord together in prayer for his word Lord thank you for your word thank you for this presence that we feel here in this house I thank you God for this congregation I thank you Lord for everything that you're doing in our midst Lord we can do nothing without you but we can do all things through you which strengtheneth us and I pray Lord that you would have your way tonight speak through your word 
minister to our hearts, I pray in Jesus' precious name. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. And amen. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. God bless you. This passage of scripture that we have read is on the tail end of an admonishment or exhortation or communication from the Lord to the Philippian, or pardon me, the Philadelphian church, the church in Philadelphia. And the admonishment is to the revelator, to the writer of the book of Revelation to speak to the angel of the church in Philadelphia and explain to the angel of the church. And of course, the church in Philadelphia was the church that had pleased the Lord. Each church in the seven churches of Asia uh, writing, each church had something that stood out about them. And, and there were challenges in each church. But the church in Philadelphia was one that, that had truly pleased the Lord. And we read about it in this eighth verse. The Lord said, I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door. No man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength and hast kept my word and hast not denied my name. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet and to know that I have loved thee because thou hast kept the word of my patience. I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. And that's when he proceeds to speak concerning the text that we read. Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. The church at Philadelphia is a church that many scholars would readily agree was a church that God had high praise for them. And I would to God that that if we were examined, analyzed, and admonished of the Lord, that he would have high praise for us. How many want to be that kind of a congregation? Lord, let it be that, that we would be pleasing in your sight. Never should we develop an attitude of arrogance. Never should we develop an attitude of superiority. But we must always have an attitude of humility. And, and, and stand before the Lord in a place of meekness and say, O oh Lord, if it please thee, hallelujah, and then we can proceed. But this church in Philadelphia pleased the Lord, and the Lord had high praise for the church in Philadelphia. And when it came time to identify something they needed to work on, something that they needed to, to address, there really wasn't a whole lot. They were, they were firing on all cylinders, if you please. They really were pleasing to the Lord. But, but the scripture says that the Lord said to them, listen, I want you to understand I'm coming quickly. 
and you must hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Now, we could talk about the Philadelphian church age. We can talk about the fact that that this was a not only a church in Philadelphia, but it was also reflective of something that was going to come at a time when the church was at a particular place. And, and the Lord, regardless of how you view this, the Lord is sending a clear message that even when you have several things in line, in place, that are pleasing to God, things that, are, that matter to Him, that, that truly identify you as His people, there is still this needed admonition. Hold that fast which thou hast that no man take thy crown. You must hold fast to the things God has given you so that no man can take your crown. Now this word crown is interesting, this concept of a crown. Of course, we understand it is royal in nature. It is uh, monarchical, if you please. It has to do with authority and, in fact, it has to do with the fact that it is a symbol. It's a symbol of power and a symbol of glory. Even a symbol of immortality, royalty, sovereignty. When God tells us that there is a crown waiting for us, He's telling you He is going to bless you with the most magnificent of blessings, with power and with glory and with immortality, and with royalty, and with sovereignty. It is a promise of God to His people that we will rule and reign with Him as kings and priests. And He teaches us by teaching the church at Philadelphia. You might have the right doctrine. You might have miracle signs and wonders. You might have a faithful walk with God. You may very well line up just like you are supposed to line up. But never take it for granted. Hold fast that which you have. What do you tell the church of brotherly love? What, what message do you preach to the church that is exactly where they need to be? This is the message that the Lord has for anybody and everybody who is walking with him. Don't let it go. Don't let it slip. Take the more earnest heed to the things which you have learned, lest at any time you should let them slip. Don't ever get comfortable or confident, lest you become complacent in thinking that, that there's, no, there's no way that you would ever turn your back on this. Because I'm going to tell you, the enemy has a way of lulling people into a place of complacency. Oh, beware, beware when you just, when you just treat church as business as usual. When you treat worship and praise and prayer and fasting and the reading of the word with some kind of a lackadaisical approach, oh, don't ever get to that place. Always open this word from God with a cherished view of this holy word. People across the world would give their lives to have a hold of the Bible you hold in your hands tonight. 
and you've got a Bible and you've got a Bible at home and you've got a Bible on the shelf and you've got a Bible on the coffee table and you've got a Bible on your phone and, and we still have a hard time reading it sometimes, God forbid. But the Bible teaches us hold fast. Hold on to those things that you have. If you've got faith, hold on to it. Let no man take it away from you. If you've got a revelation of the oneness of God, hold on to that thing. Let no man take it from you. If you've got a praise in your heart for the Lord, hold on to that praise. Glory to God. If you've got a testimony, hold on to that testimony. Thank the Lord. If you, if you have a walk with God and a relationship with the Lord, hold fast that which thou hast. Let no man take thy crown. Hallelujah. God has a crown for you, and he has a crown for me. It represents authority. It represents power and glory and immortality and royalty and sovereignty. It represents the power of God. And it represents the glory of God. And it represents eternal life. Hallelujah. It represents the royalty that God has placed upon you. You are not impoverished in the kingdom of God. You are a royal priesthood. Thank the Lord. You are not someone who needs to let your head hang low. You're a person who has been washed in the blood of the Lamb. You've been filled with the Holy Ghost. You have a reason to square your shoulders. You have a reason to lift up your head. Don't let your joy be taken away from you. Hold fast that which thou hast. Don't let the peace of mind that God has given you slip away from you. Hold fast that which thou hast. You know, there's a reason we have midweek service. There's a reason we have midweek service. Because there's a faith that is strengthened when the body comes together. And it increases when we come together on Sunday. Have you noticed that there is, a, there is an increase of strength when we come together to praise God on Sunday? We don't need to be event-driven. We don't need to depend only on that Sunday service. Like, like that's the only thing that's going to carry us through. But don't miss Sunday. Because you need Sunday. Hallelujah. I'm glad you're here tonight. You need the Word of God. You need the presence of the Lord. You need the fellowship of the body of Christ. It'll strengthen you. It'll bless you. It'll give you, it'll give you what you need to keep on keeping on. There's a reason that we have a midweek service. It's because Monday comes around and you go through a manic Monday and a terrible Tuesday and a woeful Wednesday and a thrashing Thursday and a fearful Friday and a whatever Saturday. Glory to God, you need something in the middle of the week. And you need more than just a Wednesday night service. You need daily devotion. You need daily prayer. Hallelujah. You need to fill your mind with songs and psalms and hymns, making melody in your heart to the Lord. Why? Why, why do you do that? Because I'm holding fast that that I have. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. The world didn't give it and the world can't take it away from me. Oh, hallelujah. I'm going to hold on to these things that I have. Glory to God. I have a prayer life. I'm not letting go of that thing. Hallelujah. I know how to get a hold of God. I'm not going to drift off into some, into some uh, nebulous frame of mind that prevents me from being able to kneel my knees and bow my head and call upon my God in the time of trouble. Hallelujah. I will not let it drift from me. 
You know why? Because this world is not my home. And these things that I'm facing right now are not forever. There is a crown that awaits me. There is a, there is a glory that awaits me. There's a glory that awaits you. Don't let this world begin to suffocate you and drown your faith and cause you to feel like perhaps you are, are somehow going to be defeated. Don't you know that if you're serving the Lord, you've already got the victory? Come on, you need to remember how this story ends. It ends with he that is faithful and true parting the eastern sky. Hallelujah, on a, on a white horse. Hallelujah, he is faithful and he is just. There's a two-edged sword coming out of his mouth. His eyes are like a flame of fire. He has ten thousands of his saints behind him. Do you hear what I'm telling you? He is king of kings and lord of lords. And if you'll stick with him, you're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. I know this world is depressive. I know this world is discouraging. I understand that this world is disheartening. I, 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 get, I get that one day to the next can seem so uncertain and unpredictable. But ladies and gentlemen, you got to hold fast that that you have. Let no man take your crown. Don't let, some, don't let some bad news come along and take your crown. There is a crown that awaits you. Hallelujah. I'll tell you that offense would love to take your crown from you. Offense. Personal offense. It has been the age-old story that a person becomes offended, gets their feelings hurt. Each and every one of us have been there before. How many know what it's like to get your feelings hurt? And have your feelings hurt and then you get offended. And man, I'm going to tell you, in the heat of that moment, you're ready to throw everything away. My goodness, don't, don't, I'm glad, listen, don't, Lord, don't hold us to what we said in the heat of the moment. We're throwing everything out the window. We're chucking it all. I don't want this. I don't want that. That doesn't matter to me. You better get that under control. Get that under control. Let no man take your crown. There's no offense worth turning your back on this precious gift that is the Holy Ghost. There's no offense worth turning your back on this precious fellowship that is the body of Christ. It doesn't matter. Listen, it doesn't matter how brash or how brazen or how harmful or hurtful the offense there's nothing worth departing from your walk with God hallelujah walk with him let him bless you thank you Jesus let him heal you let him heal you down deep on the inside let him get down to where that offense is rooted and let him uproot that bitterness that has formed inside of you it will sour your thought process it'll sour your relationships with other people you will spend years wasting time precious time offended and bitter and resentful and one day you'll snap out of it and you'll regret that you spent that much time wasted in bitterness and resentment let no man take your crown he wants to crown you with glory he wants to crown you with honor. He wants to bless you with high favor. He wants to give you a joy unspeakable and full of glory. And I'm sorry, but nobody's going to take that away from me. Hallelujah. I'd rather just forgive you. Hallelujah. And I hope that people will just forgive me. And let's just keep on serving the Lord. Glory to God. I'm, you know, I just, I'd just rather forgive you and keep on serving God. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. They say, I don't know if I could ever trust them again. All right, then don't make them the executor of your will. But you can love them. You hear what I'm telling you? You don't have to go co-sign something with them, but you can love them. Hallelujah. You can bless them. You can strengthen them. Forgive and keep on going. It's too, listen, this is too important to, to let some sneaky, sly devil steal your crown. God has a blessing for you. He wants to crown you with glory and with honor and with eternal life. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm telling you, I'm going to heaven, ladies and gentlemen. Woo, hallelujah. I said, I'm going to heaven. You say, how do you know you're going to heaven? Because God is determined for me to go to heaven, and I'm determined for me to go to heaven. That's a pretty strong combination. I'm going to heaven. I'm going to heaven one day. Thank you, Jesus. He's going to give us a crown. Glory to God, a crown. And that crown represents authority. It represents having overcome. It represents having subdued principalities. It represents having subdued powers. In that crown are, are various symbols that, that demonstrate where the victory has been won. And if you'll study the crown, when you get to that glorious place, you'll see where the victory was won over sickness, where the victory was won over sin, where the victory was won over fear, where the victory was won over sadness, where the victory was won over offense, where the victory was won, and it'll all be reflected in the crown. Let no man take your crown. Hallelujah, I'm living for God. And I want to say thank you to our elders who have lived for God for all these years. We cherish you. We honor you. We value you. Keep on praising him. Don't listen. Don't ever feel like you don't have a place in the kingdom of God. You are so valuable here at Tree of Life Church. We need you to walk into this house as pillars. Hallelujah. As pillars to show us you can do it. You can make it through the fire. You can make it through the storm. You can make it. There's kids in college right now. There are young adults in the workplace right now. There are young families and young marriages and young ministries that are all under assault. And we need those who have fought the good fight of faith to stand as a testimony in Zion that you can make it with Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, if you walk away from God, you have it has, a, it has such a debilitating effect upon people you don't even know. You don't know their names. They don't know your name. But they see you. And you matter to them. And you bless them. And your very presence shows them they can make it. Keep on keeping on. Let no man take your crown. Hallelujah. It's not negotiable. It's not negotiable. I'm going to make it with Jesus. Notice, notice how, how, how Peter described it. 
Peter described this crown this way. First Peter chapter 5 and verse 4. He said, when the chief shepherd shall appear, you shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. When the chief shepherd shall appear, you shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. Now listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. You keep that in the forefront of your mind. Not the background of your mind, but in the forefront of your mind. When the chief shepherd shall appear. You might be going through a valley right now, but oh, when the chief shepherd shall appear. You might be going through some kind of a problem within your family, within your physical body within your own mind oh but when the chief shepherd shall appear whoo, he shall give you a crown of glory that fadeth not away I said he's going to give you a crown of glory that fadeth not away when we say that that crown fades not away what we're telling you is you can go look at all the beautiful crowns of kings of antiquity ancient kings ancient empires and the and the crown is beautiful to behold but there is no power in that crown because that empire has fallen there is no authority in that crown because their authority has faded away but when the chief shepherd shall appear, he's going to give you a crown of glory that shall never fade away. When we've been there 10,000 years, bright shining as the sun, we've no less days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. It never fades away. You never die. The kingdom never fades. The kingdom never fades. That's the crown I want. I don't want the crowns of this world. There are many crowns you can achieve along your path. But the Bible says that those four and 20 elders, they cast their crowns at his feet. I'm going to tell you whatever, whatever you achieve in this life. And thank God for every accomplishment. But every one of these accomplishments take are inferior to the crown the Lord will give you. Whatever crown your, your job places on your head, whatever crown your financial institution places upon your head, whatever crown your educational advancement places on your head, all of it is subservient to the crown I'm talking to you about. Cast all of those crowns at his feet. Lord, you can have my success, as the world calls it. Lord, you can have my education. Lord, you can have the, uh, the accolades and the applause of men. I don't need it. What I need is the crown of glory that fades not away. When the devil took Jesus up to the place, the mountaintop, to look out over the kingdoms of the world, he said, if you fall down and worship me, I will give you the kingdoms of the world. And when you look out over the vast expanses of those kingdoms of the world, there they were. It wasn't just empires of a political nature, but it was spiritual principalities and powers. If you were to look out over these kingdoms 
of today's world. You'd see the sports kingdom and you'd see the entertainment kingdom and you'd see the financial kingdom and you'd see political kingdoms and on and on the list would go and the devil said, if you fall down and worship me, I'll give those to you. And listen to me, ladies and gentlemen, be not envious of the wicked and their financial gain. So many times they have given their soul to Satan to achieve the status in their kingdom of choice. But we don't want the kingdoms or the crowns of this world. We want the crown of glory that fadeth not away. Let no man take thy crown. Glory to God. Glory to God. It's not worth walking away from God. It's not worth getting offended. It's not worth, listen, the allure of the world would like to take your crown away. It's not worth being lured by the world to walk away from the crown that God has for you. Hallelujah. Fashion will pull at you. Don't, don't give in to it. Don't give in to it. Lust of the flesh will pull at you. Lusts of the eyes and the pride of life will pull at you. You'll begin to believe the lies of the devil. You'll begin to think about things you didn't used to think about. You'll begin to value things and prioritize things that didn't used to matter to you. And now all of a sudden, you're more concerned about the world's acceptance of you than you are worshiping God and being in communion with Him. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, Christ there's nothing worth forsaking your crown over don't let a hurt feeling steal your crown don't let a lust of your flesh steal your crown just stay with God stay with God hold fast that which thou hast let no man take thy crown glory to God listen to what listen to what what James said concerning this crown he said blessed is the man that endureth temptation for when he is tried he shall receive the crown of life which the Lord hath promised to them that love him I'm going to read it again blessed is the man that endureth temptation for when he is tried he shall receive the crown of life which the Lord hath promised to them that love him notice it said when he is tried that is a legal term it has to do with the trial of your faith the Lord is the judge of this and yes there are accusers in this trial the accuser of the brethren tries to point out all that you have done wrong all that you've said wrong all that you've believed wrong and the accuser of the brethren stands up in your trial and he tries to tear you down and he tries to persuade you to give up and to just throw in the towel it would be so tempting as the accuser raises his nasty voice for you to just settle out of court don't settle don't settle there's a crown coming and blessed is the man that endureth temptation for when he is tried hallelujah he shall receive the crown of life but I don't know if I can make it brother Urshan you keep on going go on go on the trial's not over yet I know the accuser has had the stand but the Bible calls Jesus Christ the faithful witness I said Jesus Christ is the faithful witness and every accusation of the enemy is going to be met by the faithful witness of Jesus Christ that his blood was shed and you were buried in his name that he poured out his spirit and you were filled with the Holy Ghost
Oh, this trial isn't over. Don't you settle out of court. Don't you give up. Don't you throw in the towel. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. When he's tried, he shall receive the crown. The crown of life. Woo! Hallelujah. When the chief shepherd shall appear, when this trial is over. Some days you walk out of the courtroom and you're like, how am I going to win this thing? I mean, that was convincing. I mean, the, the accuser of the brethren about had me voting against me. You just keep on living for God. Because the faithful witness is on the stand tomorrow. Ooh, hallelujah. <laughs> And let me tell you something. You need to listen to the songs of the faithful witness and not the songs of the accuser of the brethren. And you need to read the books of the faithful witness and not the books of the accuser of the brethren. And you need to follow the Twitter feeds of the faithful witness and not the Twitter feeds of the accuser of the brethren. You hear what I'm telling you? And you need to follow the fashions of the faithful witness and not the fashions of the accuser of the brethren. The accuser of the brethren is bent on condemning you and shaming you and making you guilty as you stand before the Lord. But when you hear the words of the faithful witness, the faithful witness affirms over and over and over again. My strength is made perfect in weakness. My grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for you. By grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm going to tell you, it'll lift your spirits when you let the faithful witness speak out in your trial. You have an advocate with the Father. There is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus. You've got a faithful witness in that trial. Hallelujah. I know the trial isn't over yet, but you keep on going because when you are tried, you shall receive the crown of life. When the chief shepherd shall appear, you shall receive the crown of glory. Hallelujah, that fadeth not away. Glory, I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He's going to give you a crown of glory. He's going to give you a crown of life. Notice what Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 4. He said it this way, verse 6, For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown. A crown. And I'm going to tell you that crown shows I have the victory. That crown shows I have the authority. That crown shows the accuser of the brethren. I have royalty, sovereignty, power, glory, immortality. Thank you, Jesus. Where'd you get that from? From my father. Hallelujah. He put it on. He passed it on to me. I rule and reign with him. Woo, 
hallelujah, as a king and a priest. Let me tell you something. You don't want to get to the kingdom and find out that while you were on earth, you were misprioritizing everything. You're, you're in the kingdom right now. you got to live in the kingdom right now. Ladies and gentlemen, the first shall be last and the last shall be first. Don't be like the Gentiles trying to lord over God's heritage. But instead, he that is, that is greatest among you is servant of all. Instead of trying to lord over people, serve people. Serve everybody you can. Bless everybody you can. Love everybody you can. Hallelujah. Show compassion to everybody that you can. Hallelujah. When you get to that glorious place where this corruptible body has been changed to incorruption, where this mortal body has been changed to immortality, and you're ruling and reigning with him as a king and a priest, that's where you want to be. You don't want to get there and realize that you were focused Focused on all the, the political advantage of this world. This, this, this political ad advantage of this world is minuscule and it involves so much corruption so many times. What you really want is you want to be able to rule and reign with Him as a king and as a priest. And Paul said, I have fought a good fight, I have kept the faith, I have finished my course. I am now ready, or better yet, I am ready now. Glory to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. And henceforth, whoo, there is laid up for me. It's laid up for me. I'll go. Listen, I don't, it doesn't matter to me if I'm shipwrecked overnight, spend a day and a night in the deep, because there is laid up for me. Glory to God, a crown of righteousness. When a snake leaps out of the wood and latches onto my arm, I'll just shake it off and keep working for God because there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Of the Jews I received, 40 stripes save one, but that's all right. I'm going to keep on soldiering on because there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Glory to God. I've been in perils of robbers, perils of my own countrymen. I've, I've been in perils in the deep. Glory to God, but that's all right. Because there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. He said, which the Lord, here we are, we're back in the courtroom, the righteous judge shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but to all them also that love his appearing. Glory to God. Glory to God. Have you ever been in a courtroom? The advocate speaks. The mediator speaks. The judge provides the sentencing. But the defendant doesn't even have to speak. The advocate will open their mouth and speak on their behalf. I'm going to tell you that's what you have in the man Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. He opens his mouth and speaks better things than that of the blood of Abel. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm on my way to a crown. Somebody lift your hands right now with me. Lift your hands with me right now. I'm on my way to a crown. 
Nothing's going to turn me back. Nothing's going to turn me around. In the name of Jesus, Lord, protect us. Lord, keep our minds. Lord, in the name of Jesus, keep our hearts. In the name of the Lord, don't let bitterness get a hold of you. Don't let false doctrine sway you. Don't give your thoughts to thoughts of heresy. Don't do it. You've got a crown waiting for you. It's a crown of righteousness. It's a crown of glory. It's a crown of life. Let no man take thy crown. Let no man take thy crown. Could you stand with me right now in the name of the Lord? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I was just thinking the other day, what would happen if everyone who had ever served the Lord, what if they were all still serving the Lord? You talk about turning the whole world upside down. What if we could look out among us and, and just see in the natural a little, a little light attached to everyone who had been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. I wonder how it would light up the night sky. What, 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 what would it be like? How different would it be if everyone who had ever served God continued to serve Him? I'm going to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to let anything turn me back from serving the Lord. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. It's not by my might or my power, but it's by the glorious grace of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Paul said, I could become a castaway. Don't let anything, don't let anything deter you from serving the Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody. Lift your hands to him right now. Lift your hearts to him. Say, God, I don't want anything to turn me back. I don't want anything to turn me around. I don't want anything to turn me around. Oh, hallelujah. I wonder if somebody could come right now to the front and say, Lord, I'm going to serve you all the days of my life. I'm going to serve you all the days of my life. Even if you feel like you've fallen short of that, don't let that prevent you. Don't let that prevent you. That's a trick of the devil for you to sit back and think, I've said that before, and then I went back out into the world I used to be a part of. Went back into the same struggle that I used to be a part of. Don't let that stop you. Just let the Lord do a work in you right now. Let the Lord do a work in you right now. Come on, we're in this thing for the long haul. I'm going to serve my God. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. He said, I'm going to write my name on you, and I'm going to write the name of my city upon you, and I'm going to give you a crown. Hold fast that which thou hast. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, that's it, that's it, that's it. Let's make a new commitment right now. Let's make a fresh commitment right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I'm going to serve you. 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 Ooh. I'm so lost without you. I need you. Hallelujah. I need you. Oh, yes. Can't live without you. Oh, Lord, I need you. Well, I need you. I know. I need you. Lord, I need you. 
I need 